Welcome to the return episode of the Bleacher Bones podcast. Here with a couple special guests, my co-host Ryan Zamboni, Craig Cannon, and FC Dallas's own Reggie Cannon, coming off a big win last night. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. Trey, we're glad you're here too, buddy. This is this is this is more so a bickering contest, and we want to get you guys discussing something than than me and Juris talking, oh. but. Um, Shout out to Eubanks Appraisals um, and Chase Aiken, big fan of you guys out there. <laughs> so, um, do you have a story about Trey that you want to talk about first? No, nothing about him. No, no Trey introduction. <laughs> do you have something that you want to say to introduce yourself? Uh, no, I'm just glad to be here today. We're glad to have you, buddy. Yeah. Podcast debut. You got a little nerves going? Are you confident? How are you feeling? I'm not faced, Jarris. <laughs> Speaking of Chase Aiken. Wow, he's going right <laughs> off. Dude, that's inter- that's rude, dude. We got to keep going, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Go. So, okay, I will start by, I was talking to Reggie about this earlier, about a story from my senior year soccer <sighs> season. We remember, <laughs> we remember it a little differently. So, let's set let's set the, the backgrounds. Um, Harold Patterson Sports Complex. Great complex. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's only like two sets of bleachers at this field. Um, at least 5,000 in attendance. What? rivalry game against grapevine faith um i'm playing goalkeeper i'm pretty sure maybe i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure for at least 20 minutes we i had you guys scoreless still y'all hadn't scored yet <laughs> he's the shaking ball, his head wait the ball we only got audio reggie's denying this already the ball had how the first goal scored it was brady had an own goal the ball was like kicking <laughs> Into the box, and like I was trying to go get it, but he was gonna clear it, so I stopped and it went off his foot and went in the goal. So that was the first goal. Great start. Okay. Anyways, fast forward several minutes into the game. Yes, Reggie ends up scoring three goals, <laughs> um, and there's a corner kick. And the corner kick, Reggie comes up, stands next to me. I'm like, I tease Reggie. I'm like, dude, come on, like take it easy, like don't don't put another one in on me. And he goes, after scoring three goals, he goes. No, Ryan, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at this dude, I'm like... That's such a yeah, canon such thing a, to do. Yeah, okay, to be, to be fair, all I would like to say was I wasn't going to go 100%. I was going about 80% when this game started. But why? The crowd, wait, why? The, what? The, no, the Bantigo crowd was probably one of the worst I've ever experienced. <laughs> like, worst behaved or worse, like, worst they, they didn't show up? You guys were up. heckling me. Okay. And so I was like, okay, then yeah. I'm going to have to turn yeah. it on <laughs> to go 100%. Scored three goals. <laughs> oh, <laughs> are, you, are you admitting that you don't? Don't go 100 percent every time you step on the pitch. In high school, I sometimes I did not go 100. <laughs> percent Speaking of crowds, what's the most hostile environment you played in? Being a professional soccer player in Division One, for those that don't know, Reggie played at UCLA, one of the top programs in the country. Talking about college or professional? Either one. Either one. Most hostile environment. Professional was probably Rick Red Bulls. Okay. Those guys, the crowd was unbelievable, and teams are so much better at home. It's it's honestly a lot crazier than what people think, um, and that like like us, like we're we're definitely a better team when we play at right. home. We played the best team in, in the league yesterday, and we we somehow pulled off those three points. But uh, I think that crowd was unbelievable. It was really hard to play there. In New York, New York, you said? Yeah, in New cool. York. Now you guys are undefeated at home this season, undefeated at right? Home. Yes. Nine and zero. I saw that. Okay. Yeah, That's undefeated. Crazy. Yeah. We have questions, right? We, yeah, we have okay. questions. Thanks to everyone sending we're in questions on Instagram. <laughs> Prepared. Got one. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Reggie, 
do you feel about your FIFA rating of a 58 uh, overall? <laughs> <laughs> also, what a loaded question. I also wonder why you don't follow me. You're my best shot of a professional athlete following me back. That's <laughs> Patrick Glito. Wait, who's asking? This? Patrick Glito. We'll skip that. But yeah, let's talk about. Let's skip. Hey, let's talk. Yeah, you're a 58 overall in FIFA. That's a little disrespectful to me. How do you feel about that? Yeah, honestly, I think that's a fair rating to be oh. honest. Like, but I'm I'm a shiny 58. I'm not. A, like, he said he's. I like that. I'm I like not a regular that. 58. Like. A shiny 58 means that I have an out, an outlying stat, which is my pace. Okay. Like they they gave me an 85 pace in FIFA. That's honorable. What does that mean? Like that makes me viable. What is pace? Like how did, how did, speed? Okay. okay. <laughs> speed. What's a fair? Okay, so these ratings out of 100, 85 percent fast. Yeah. <laughs> so these ratings are based on last year. Yes. And now you're starting. You're playing the entire game. What's right. a fair rating for you next year? We do have a lot of uh, Ronnie Ronnie 2K. Ronnie FIFA, the Ronnie FIFA guy, is listening to this podcast. Um, I would say I'd like to be in the silvers. Okay, um, maybe not shiny because it's a whole new division. The silvers, what's numerical for 60? silvers? It, I think it's it's around uh, 60, 68 is okay. where it starts becoming yeah. silver. Um, but I would say uh, 66. 66. I get okay. a straight upgrade from last year. Eight, I've improved eight a lot. points higher. Okay, so I like that. So let's change. You mentioned Ronnie 2K. Trey is in the same spot you are, second year NBA player. Okay. <laughs> what Trey can answer for himself here in a second, but you have to rate Trey 2K. What's his rating? The lowest rating. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think it's like a 49. Yeah. <laughs> He's at a 49. I give him like a 53. Hey, Trey, you're you're 99. You're 99 pilot. What's no, 98 pilot. 99 determination. What's, his, <laughs> What's his outland like outstanding stat? You mentioned like for shiny, right? Your was pace. Basketball or personality wise? Flopping. <laughs> <laughs> um, balance. I have to say, pulling that one out of nowhere. Okay, <laughs> Trey's, Trey's always been a balanced kid. Yeah, he balances studying and music very well. <laughs> Trey, do you, do you have a, anything? To, a, do you have a rebuttal line. to that? To your rating? Um, and yesterday we were talking to Trey. Trey, what's been going on lately? I've been studying. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do when you're not studying? You listen to music. Take. I don't have time to listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know my work ethic is my biggest attribute, okay. and I have God's given me the ability uh, to be a great pilot and a great dispatcher. So that's what I'm using. And um, in terms of ratings, if you had to rate me. Um, I'd give myself probably an 85. I have a lot of work to do. All jokes aside, he is he's an excellent pilot. Yeah, so if you don't know Trey and Reggie, uh, they're brothers, a few four years separation um, in age. Uh, Trey had a successful basketball career, played a year or two in college, I believe, right? Yeah, right um, Now he's being a pilot, um, super focused. What was your grade on what test as well? Uh, 98%. 98 on what? My aircraft dispatch license exam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question, Josh Duke. This is for Reggie because I think you're the only one who have an answer to this. Will Gareth Southgate's refusal to make subs in a timely fashion hurt England on Saturday? I'm gonna be straight with you. I honestly don't think England has a chance at winning the World Cup. Okay, straight up. Well, what about Saturday? I think they're gonna lose. Okay. I honestly think the the team that's gonna come out on that side is Russia. The home side advantage. That team. I think they're gonna get to the finals. All right. And it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. But out of that side of the bracket, they ought they have definitely an easier bracket than the other side, which is France, Uruguay, Belgium, po- Belgium, Brazil. Brazil. Yes. It, obviously, they have an easier route. But I think England's gonna England's gonna fall through. 
I got a quick one for you, Trey. Real okay. quick. Let's get through these quick. Uh, who's a better investment, or who would you rather see go to the Lakers, Dame Lillard or Kawhi? There have been talks of a trade with both. Who's a better fit playing with LeBron? Dame uh, L- Lillard. Really? Okay. Uh, totally disagree. Similar, uh, well, <laughs> uh, the reason why, Kawhi Leonard, I believe he's a spur at heart, to be honest with you. Uh, Greg Popovich, <laughs> I think he fits well with Greg Popovich. I think it'd be a huge mistake okay. if he leaves San Antonio. But he's, he's not happy out there. Yeah. He's made it clear he wants Happiness to get out. Happiness doesn't matter. Well, I would say this. I think he's making – that's his own fault. I think he needs to look at the bigger picture because if you think about it, the Spurs are the classiest organization in the NBA, and I don't think you can deny that. Chris? Yeah, classy. That's what it's all about. It's about being classy, <laughs> not winning. No. We want to win championships. San Antonio do- has they, they San Antonio right. doesn't win championships. San Antonio is the team of the past. I've moved on from them. Don't yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Next question for the mass <laughs> question. We'll, we'll give this one to Zambo. Uh, DeAndre Jordan signing. How do you feel about it? Um, I have n- <laughs> not getting close enough to the mic. I thought we had three mics. Turns out we only have two. Um, but we're making it work. So DeAndre Jordan back, um, coming back after he. Essentially, blue balled us two years ago. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's inappropriate. Was there another, going? We're good. Is there We're another good. term? I mean, yeah, there's probably another term, but that works. I'm sorry, that's inappropriate. But, um, he's back. I don't really care to have him back. I like the deal just because it's one year, and we can we can leave it at that and try and be competitive this year. Um, I'm happy that we're building a backcourt. I think that they're doing it the right way because we're not going to compete in the next three years with Golden State's monster of a team and the other super teams. So you're giving up hope is what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) I think that they're doing – I'm not giving up hope, but I think that DeAndre Jordan in a league of shooters and stretching the floor is not a good fit. $24 million too. We just saw Boogie sign for five. (laughs) Julius Randle two years, 18. I I, I did not like it. I would have rather had Julius Randle. Absolutely. Personally. Here's one more for Kensley Fort. Do American soccer players call it football, or are they normal people? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just to answer it simply, they're they're normal people. But we have a lot of Europeans that are coming into the MLS now, and they start to call it football. And it kind of it kind of gets awkward in the locker room. But we're trying. I think the MLS is trying to call it more football. But a do lot you, of do oh, you call it football or soccer? Alternate, <laughs> to be honest. Depending so on you don't, depend, okay. depending on the person. So either one's fine. Like, e- either one's fine, really but a lot of Americans are definitely going to get confused when you say yeah. football and soccer. So, yeah. I mean, when I'm talking to Americans, obviously I'm going to say soccer, but in the locker room, it's mostly football. Any more questions? We'll get to them later. Let's move on. Okay, do you want to talk about LeBron, or do you want to just go rapid fire with both Trey and... I want to talk more about Reggie... Reggie, just about the life of a professional athlete. Uh, one thing, I, one thing, we went to the game yesterday, and I was thinking about. And sometimes running into athletes, I think people wonder, like, how should I act to them? And yeah. a lot of times, you guys get crazy requests. And one, I want to ask you, like, the craziest request you've got from a fan. And then, <clears throat> what's a cool fan? Like, what's a cool interaction? Something you're walking down the street in Frisco or something, you see a fan. Yeah. Like, what's cool? And then, what's not cool? just like a completely cool reaction just be yourself and just be chill we're not like super we're just professional athletes and just normal people but the craziest thing that someone's probably asked me to do is sign their prosthetic leg (laughs) okay yeah he he like you do it yeah i did (laughs) like uh we were doing an autograph session i think at uh, toyota park and he took it like 
Shout out Toyota. Thanks for sponsoring <laughs> this episode. Right off his like, leg? He took it like he took it off of his leg and put it on the table. He was like, I know this is weird, but can you sign this? And I was like, guys, like, I, got, I was great. like, oh, I didn't right. know. at was least like, he knew it was weird. Yeah, yeah. he like, but I, I was fine with it. It was it was weird, no doubt. Yeah. But if he wants me to sign his prosthetic leg, I guess so. I did and just went on with my day. But it was. It was shocking. Yeah, so like Jerry said, it's not every day that, you know, anybody gets to talk to somebody yeah. who's like you, who, yeah. who's seen a large college program, who's been in a professional sport, who's played with some big names. I um, also want to hear Trey, I mean, how is your upbringing? Like, how is it, how does, if you had to tell a, a young American soccer player, you saw Hope Solo's comments a few days ago right. about how it's a rich white person sport. <coughs> um, say, say there's a young man who you, you, you had one last night they they walk out on the pitch with you a young girl yeah. or a young man who wants to become a professional soccer player you have your trials you have your tribulations that stop you um on your journey talk about that a little bit i want to hear how trey thinks about it like how he saw you progress mm-hmm. into the player that you are now as well right i think uh i think everyone has their own journey you know but uh the way i had to take mine was a lot different than the, <laughs> the average pro i think um i wasn't more of the talent oriented uh, orientated kid I think I was more of a hard worker and um, you know my path involved um, a lot of discipline you know it involved a lot of uh, focus and a lot of concentration I didn't party I didn't drink um, a lot of people try to come back in my life now that you know I'm a professional soccer player and I'm I've been trying to deal with that but honestly I think I would train up to five times a day when I was chasing my dream and I would miss parties. I would miss, I miss prom. I miss some of these things. I'll never get back, you know? Um, but it was, yeah, of course it's definitely worth it for where I am now. And I think, uh, I think a lot of kids don't really, don't really see that side of it. They only see the side of, Oh, I want to go out there. I'm going to play well and hopefully something happens. You know, they're not willing to risk leaving people behind, leaving experiences behind. And that's something I had to do. I miss, I, like I hate to say it, but I miss like some good years of my life doing this. I mean, it was a uh, it was a really good experience. So, uh, but I think everyone definitely has their own journey. It's just you just have to figure out how to go through it. So that was that was great. Um, yeah, that's also is a perfect answer. So Trey, I want to ask you now. You guys are very similar, from what I know. Um, from I mean, I know Trey better. Those laughs. Yeah, <laughs> I know Trey better from high school. His work ethic, his determination. You said his determination would be a high rating on his two K score. Um, tell, tell me about your home life, your family life, how your parents, your mom, like instilled the hard work in you guys because it's really remarkable. Like your dedication to what you guys are both doing, like the sacrifices that you make to get what you want. Well, uh, first off, my mom, uh, in general, she she grew up tough. Uh, she played rugby in college, mm. so you know that's know that. that's you know <laughs> in itself a tough sport. So toughness has always been a thing in our family, and it's really been hounded on us. You know, she was really hard on us um, in terms of grades. If you didn't get the grades, you're not playing. And even if you're eligible, if you have a 2.5 GPA or whatever, that's the minimum requirements. She wants a 3.5. And if you don't have a 3, if you don't have a 3.5, then you're not playing. And so, you know, sit your butt down and, you know, won't move on in the next aisle, let the other kid play. So really, you know, from her experience, you know, she went to Brown, extremely smart woman, and she, she became a doctor. So seeing and hearing stories of her and her work ethic and how hard she worked, uh, I always felt that it's my responsibility to carry on that tradition so Mm -hmm. when i have kids you know they're gonna 
work hard and they're going to, you know, they might not be the most talented. Like that's the thing about our family is we're not the most talented people. You know, people think that through Reggie, you know, Reggie wasn't always the best player on the field in his younger years. There were kids that were, that were light years ahead because simply they were physically more mature than he was, but he kept working and I saw that and eventually those kids he pa- you pass them because there's going to be a point where they're going to stop growing they're going to stop getting faster they're going to stop getting stronger and his ceiling was much higher <clears throat> and so that's i guess how he is uh, and where he is today is because of that so if all those kids out there that are working and uh who feel like they're not making any progress i trust the process Okay, Joel Embiid. Good word, and shout out to your mom and dad. Obviously done a great job raising the two of y'all. Uh, another another question for Reggie. Uh, obviously, the World Cup is going on right now, and, you know, one of the hottest things in sports. I wanted to ask you, the U.S. not qualifying this year, what does that do for soccer in the future of America? I mean, honestly, solely speaking, it's probably the best thing that could have happened to us because now you're seeing like kids like Weston McKinney and Keaton Parks and Matthew Olasunde, these young kids who never would have had a shot if they made the World Cup, getting called up and getting chances to play at 19, 20, 21 years old. And these guys are making their caps young, so they're cap time now, so they can't go anywhere else. And now they're in the pool, so now all they have to do is work harder. But when... And we qualify for the World Cup for, I'd say, like the past four years. You see Michael Bradley, we continue to get called back. Josie Altador, these guys who, who are doing a great job, mind you, but they're 33, 34. Mm-hmm. And if they keep, doing, they, they, keep, they keep having the same performances, they can't do everything a young 19-year-old Weston McKinney could do, who has just as much potential, just as much talent, who just doesn't have the opportunity. Okay. And now that we didn't qualify for the World Cup, we have kids who are going to other countries now who have dual citizenship, like uh, Johnny Gonzalez. He was, he has Mexican citizenship and, U, uh, and USA citizenship. And what he did was USA wasn't calling him. So he went to Mexico because Mexico has been interested yeah. in him for a long time. And he made, is he on that team now? Yeah, he's on Mexico now. And USA was, and as soon as they saw him going to Mexico, USA started, you know, you know, trying to get get on him and call him and all this stuff. And he was like, "You guys weren't interested interested in me then. Why now? Why now?" And so what's happening is these kids are getting opportunities now, and they're trying to cap tie them. And now they're getting opportunities to perform at a higher level. And I think that's really changing the development cycle. Okay. So you so good for the U.S. in the long yes, run. Definitely. definitely. Definitely and then <clears throat> staying in the same topic, uh, can you kind of give the audience, the listeners, how do how do you select how do you make that team? And have you been on any U nineteen, U twenty, U eighteen, US teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that process play out? Um, so it honestly just depends on being the best in your craft, honestly. And coming up through the academy, they have uh they have each uh they have youth national teams for each age, uh, U18, U17, U19, um, and it just depends on how well you play that season, you know. But once you get a call up, um, it's it's a lot easier because now you're in that pool and they're always looking to call those people back. Yeah, and it's all it's honestly all about just grasping mm-hmm. that opportunity. Um, but once you get that shot, you can't let it go. And I I was one of those kids that honestly they didn't they didn't really see coming up through the youth national team. They didn't think I had the right potential. I didn't make the world cup cycle. They didn't think I was ready. Um, 
you know, a lot of these national teams, they I think they're overlooking a lot of these talents of these players. But honestly, that was the best thing that could have happened to me mm-hmm. on my journey because that made me work even harder, you know. Um, but even a kid like Weston McKinney, he didn't he was left out of that World Cup cycle too. And now he's playing for the senior national team and he's one of the best players on the field. It's like I think they really need to get better at scouting out that talent. But Yeah. Um, thank you, Reggie. I feel like a lot of the people soccer fans that there are a, a, a small percentage of soccer fans in America that know how that process works, but for the most part, don't know how kids get yeah. on the team. I mean, we don't know how kids like uh, Christian. What, how do you say his last name? Pulisic. Pul- yeah, <laughs> At, how old is he? Nineteen, right? Nineteen. Like, yeah. yeah. We don't know how, where those kids come from. We know about homegrowns. We know about like what you're doing at FC Dallas, like clubs. Um, I kind of wanted to break it up a little bit and tell a funny story because we're getting too serious now. So um, we'll get back to this because I'm. It's interesting to hear it from someone who is within the program, basically. I mean, you're in the process of, mm-hmm. of chasing that goal of being on the national team, and to hear it from you and to see how it actually works is it's good stuff because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know about it. But um, I'm going to go ahead and let Jairus tell a story about his ticket situation last night because, <laughs> unfortunately, he didn't bring his ticket. <laughs> but it was a really good story. We made it work. And, um, yeah, go ahead, bud. So yesterday, July 4th, went, <laughs> went and floated the river with a couple friends. I asked Trey, hey, Trey, you got an extra ticket because Trey and Reggie have hooked me up. But, you know, they didn't have it. They weren't having it. So I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. I'm, all, I'm on my own for tomorrow. I really wanted to go to this game. It was uh, Zambo's first game. So I was like, Zambo, if I buy a ticket, like, can I go with you? He's like, yes. I was like, bet. So we're driving there. We're driving there. I don't have a ticket. It's sold out from what I understand. So I go on StubHub, bought tickets off StubHub countless times to sporting events. And there's literally two tickets left. And one was like 50 something dollars and the other one was over $200. So I jumped on the 51, bought it. Like I was like, someone's going to get this. So I buy it. And then I was like, oh, crap. Zambo's like, what's up? What's up? And I was like, it says print only. (laughs) No mobile entry will be allowed. And it's July 4th, places are closed. So I call Trey. Hey, Trey, can I print this ticket off at your house? <laughs> no, I don't have a printer. <laughs> if you saw their house, you'd know what I knew. He's lying. <laughs> so I I printed some things off before, and it's always been at um, Office Depot. And I just had a complete brain fart, and I thought CVS was Office Depot. So I say to Zambo, let's stop at the CVS right here. Walk in CVS, and like, sorry, we don't do printing. And I was like, excuse me? Like, I, I got to go to this game. So then he says, well, we do have an option. I can print it out on a postcard. So long, long story short, he prints off my ticket. It's a literal postcard. I wish I could show you. It's a, Just imagine a postcard with a barcode. And, we'll yeah, I'll tweet a picture. And we walk up, and everyone's just, like, clowning, giving me weird looks. Like, this dude has a postcard? He thinks he's going to get into the game with us? And it takes, him, like, it takes him a good while, but eventually the barcode scans. Got in the game. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> so we did what we could to get into July 4th. And it worked out because it was just the barcode, so I'm glad it worked out. We had a great time. Um, like Jerry said, my first FC Dallas game, I'm ashamed that I hadn't been to one before because I like soccer and I yeah. value my Dallas-Fort Worth sports team fandom at a high rate. But Yeah, but to everyone listening, uh, some of you guys probably haven't been to a game. Now is the time to go. The environment's awesome. Yeah. They're in first place in the entire league. Uh, got a good a team that's playing really well. So get out there and Frisco. Awesome venue. And the team's one of the top in the league. 
Slim chicken too, right outside of the parking lot. <laughs> get yourself a nice meal like Trey Jerson and I did. But um, yeah, so let's go ahead and get back to um, some of the like more interesting stuff. Um, I'm gonna ask Trey first, and then we're gonna ask Reggie as well. So we've seen last week or a few months ago, we've seen Reggie play some high high name players, high profile players. Um, so Trey, in your basketball career, who's the highest profile player or the best player that you played against? That's really tough um, because uh, it's between Julius Randle and Emmanuel Moutier. And uh, I'd have to go with Emmanuel Moutier. Um, just the uh, at that age, the, to be so physically uh, mature and developed, uh, I mean, yeah. So did you – you didn't play Julius Randle at Pantigo. No, I played him in AAU. Okay, right. that was that was I would say that was a more difficult environment. I'll tell you that. Um, just in the region, you know, it's South Dallas. This is where. <laughs> so who know. is the better NBA player? Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah but uh-huh. and yeah. So Reggie, uh, one that we were talking about guys you played uh, a couple weeks ago. You played against Zlatan. Is that probably the most high-profile player you've played? And then what's it like? You know, you're quite significantly younger than these guys, so you probably like played with them on FIFA and yeah. watched these guys <laughs> growing up, and now you're on the same pitch as them. What's that like? I mean, it's it's surreal, honestly, playing against a guy like Ibrahimovic. You know, <laughs> I remember uh, I could feel him on my back. That was the one play I went ahead of over him, and the guy is like, you think he's big until you actually get on the field <laughs> with him, and the guy is like, he's a beast. Like he was making our center backs look small, and uh, it was probably one of the toughest toughest players I've ever had to play against. So what what language does he speak? I honestly don't know what he was shouting. <laughs> he, he's yelling at you. Though. Like he, I mean, you see him on Sports yeah. Center, and he the can, guy is, yeah, he, he can is, speak a little bit of English. Like, like he was talking in my ear a little bit, but it was like bad English. Like, I don't know what you're saying, but I know what you're trying to say. Trying to <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, it's it Swedish and some, some. I don't know. I honestly don't know what he was saying, but he was getting very upset at his LA Galaxy teammates. He does not like playing with them. Honestly, I was gonna ask you that too because I saw. A his goal last night yeah. that we were talking about earlier yeah um and how he like, i noticed yeah. that he was celebrating with his yeah. team so i wondered like how that works whenever a high pro- profile player from overseas comes to the mls towards the end of their career yeah. um even how your players interact with each other we were joking at the game how you're so far back and you didn't celebrate yeah. with your teammates yeah. but um obviously it's a long run and you're, you're, you're gassed, <laughs> so. my energy <laughs> yeah um, but anyways like what's that like i mean you see it yeah. on the ground level like him celebrating and you you mentioned it like you don't think that he likes him i mean is there like a there's a clear talent differential yeah. so well i mean i think um i think for the most part he just gets really frustrated with him because he's he has 10 goals and he's been here less than 10 weeks. I mean, the guy's been an absolute beast. Um, and I think his team's really letting him down because every time he scores a goal, they tie. Every time he scores a goal, they lose. They're on, I, I, I don't remember, but they had like a five or six game losing streak. And I think uh, he's doing all he can, but I, I think the rest of the team needs to step it up. It's it's tough when you're in that position, though. It really is. You don't have anything to do. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see what else. All right. That's what I wanted to get to as well. Uh, we saw yesterday, actually, ironically, the game. One of the players that I know the name of, Mario Diaz, gets transferred to a team in Dubai, correct? Mm, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Dubai. Um, we're not going to get into all the nitty-gritty stuff, but explain how the transfer market works. Um, for the power of four sports in, the, in America, you know, trades, free agency, 
getting cut, getting picked up. That's pretty standard. People mm-hmm. understand how that process works. But trying to go into some in-depth, and Trey, you can get in on this too if you have an opinion about how the transfer market works and transfer values. Like, do you know your value? How, how does all that stuff work? Yeah, I mean, uh, soccer's a different beast than basketball and football. Like, if a player's unhappy, he can't just get up and leave, you know? Um, and that's the thing with Morrow, the team or the, the coaching staff or whoever's dealing with the offers that come in, he, they're the ones that deal with it. The player doesn't really have any say. And it's all the coach's decision or the owner's decision. And so when someone's frustrated and they want to get out of the club or they're unhappy, they can't leave. They It is up to the club to let them go. They don't have any power. And so you a club either has to offer an unbelievable amount sometimes for players to get out or the club has to agree to simple terms. But um, that's the thing with hap- that happened with Morrow. He got... A great offer overseas. Yeah, but so. he's one of the best players. So why of would course. why would FC Dallas want to get rid of him? See, that's the thing. You know, I think he sees how well we're doing this year, and Morrow definitely has been a big part of that. But the theme this year is no matter who steps on the field, I think anyone's ready to get that job done. And I think the guys really have stepped up to that challenge. Good answer. I I felt bad for asking that question because <laughs> I kind of put you on the spot no, about no. your organization. So <laughs> good no, answer. You're good, you're you know good. the professional uh, questions. So. Is there is there a salary cap in soccer? Uh, I I believe there is. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I just play. But. So, what is the Super Bowl for the MLS? <laughs> <laughs> the Super Bowl would probably be the MLS Cup. The Open Cup is it's uh, it's probably the second tier division or the second tier trophy. It's uh it's the trophy everyone wants. But obviously, everyone wants the MLS Cup, and that's that's the trophy everyone's aiming for at the end of the season because we've been eliminated from Open Cup and the th- like. Everyone's just like, hey, you know head up and we, we just we just got to keep going for that MLS trophy and that's really the thing everyone's looking to get so now I think in 2015 or 16 FC Dallas won MLS open it, it cup was, it was open cup okay. in 2016 yeah. um and it was honestly it was it was great to get silverware into the club because it's been it's been a while but um it was good for them to win that trophy it was really a good experience so how do you win that what's the difference is it like a mid-season <clears throat> tournament yeah or? so it's it's basically a mid-season tournament okay. instead of it's instead of a playoffs right. kind of thing that MLS Cup yeah. is um, everyone gets seated and teams from lower divisions can come up as well. Yeah. So uh, it usually ends up all being MLS clubs in the in the semifinals and finals. But USL clubs have been known to get to the semifinals, okay. like Cincinnati FC last year. I think got to the quarters. So um, yeah, but it's it's a mid tournament thing, like in the mid, yeah. middle of the season. So. And then the MLS Cup is just like any other sport: yeah. your NBA Finals, yeah. your World yeah. Series, exactly. and that's just exactly. playoff uh-huh. teams. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, let's talk a little bit a uh, bit about NBA free agency. Well, Trey, why are you stepping up like this is you? Uh, Trey, immediate reaction on the LeBron signing. Well, first off, congratulations to LeBron because to the Lakers. Well, well, LeBron's moving to LA, so let's be honest. I mean, would you rather live in Cleveland or LA? Cleveland. Really? No. <laughs> okay. I'm like, explain yourself, Jairus. Um, but no. I think it's great if LeBr- if the Lakers get the right pieces around him. Kawhi Leonard? I think Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma are the two key pieces to make everything work. You think about it. Lonzo's a facilitator. Yeah. Okay. LeBron doesn't have to worry about everything else that he was doing in Cleveland. All he has to worry about is getting buckets, right? So Lonzo isn't necessarily a I'm scorer. Play. Right. But if he can get... 15 assists a game, that's easy for him with LeBron. I right? agree that Lonzo is a great distributor, a very good rebounding point guard. That's good, a strong perimeter skill. defender. Yeah. But argument is 
we've seen LeBron's most successful teams are when he's surrounded by shooters, and you have one of the worst shooting point guards in Lonzo Ball. So how do you, how do you feel about that fit? <laughs> to be honest, Lonzo doesn't need to do much shooting if you if you think about it. If you have LeBron, you can do whatever the hell you want. I'm saying they can sag off Lonzo. You don't even have to guard him. On the it doesn't matter. Line. He's passing the ball. So <laughs> Reggie, what are your thoughts on LeBron? <laughs> Not the biggest basketball guy, but um, honestly, don't know what to say because I feel like LeBron's just I don't want to say he took the easy way out, but <laughs> he I didn't. Mean, obviously, the... he's, he, obviously, he's one of the best players of all time. Right. Trey might think he's number number four, Trey, number five. Where do, you, on where the do list? you have him in your pyramid, your all-time players? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> you say number two, you're wrong. Uh, or number one. <laughs> no, he's not better than Michael. No. no. Um, I'm going to say players, some player's name, and you tell me who's better, LeBron or the player. Who, the player, okay? Okay. Michael. Michael's better. Kobe. Kobe's better. Uh, <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no! You only get 30 seconds. Why is Kobe better than LeBron? First of all, Kobe Bryant's a better scorer than LeBron. Now, people can say, well, Efficiency. Look, at the, look at the stats. But if you say that, Russell Westbrook... If you say look at the stats, Russell Westbrook should be MVP every year then. Uh, well, if that's if you're looking at counting stats, points for games, rebounds. But, but isn't it, that data? It is, but efficiency is more important. So but so how did Russell Westbrook win MVP that year then? Maybe the voters got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Because Kobe, there is no way Kobe only wins one NBA MVP his entire career. There's no way. Is Steve, is Steve Nash a better overall player than Kobe no, Bryant? No, it's not all about MVPs, but we're debating Kobe and LeBron here. Let's not bring Russ and Steve Nash in. But I'm using Russ, Russell Westbrook as an example. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is if you get if you average a triple double, but average 15 turnovers, then is that is that real is that really contributing to the team? No, no. That's what I'm saying. Kobe Bryant was efficient or was efficient without the turnovers in his early years. However, people only remember the last three years after his Achilles injury. That's all people remember. So the way he went out, was it the past three years? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. You're good. Um, so the way he went out wasn't it's really good. Thing. People are re- remembering rem- remember, the bad Kobe years. But w- during the Kobe years, the road to get to the finals, also people forget, was a lot harder because than he was in the Western because Conference. he was in the Western Conference, and plus you had to go through San Antonio, and then when you got to the finals, you people make a big deal about the super team, but I argue thirty seconds is almost up. I argue, I argue that the Celtics were a super team. Razor, sure? no, oh, back, back yeah, then, yeah. Razor, Rondo, I agree. Paul Pierce, Rondo, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, KG. Ke- Kevin Garnett, like that's a squad, yeah. right? So. So Kobe can't carry a team. That narrative, I don't think, I don't think really suits okay. that argument. You have Kobe so. over. I disagree. We'll agree to disagree. Okay. I don't think it's close okay. for what okay. it's worth. Uh, let's go Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain. I actually don't have enough information okay. on Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, Dirk. Uh, LeBron. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oscar. Uh, LeBron. Magic. Magic. Larry Bird. <laughs> Larry Bird. <laughs> okay. Dre whoa, has Dre, whoa, <laughs> Dre has a thing for the dudes who played in the eighties. <laughs> 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 right. what, what is this what is about this whole thing? Let me ask you. What is this thing about players weren't a, as athletic? They just weren't. Really? So he's well, Michael Jordan was just playing against plumbers or <laughs> 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 what, what, what was he doing? 
I think the <laughs> NBA is more athletic now than ever. I do think there are some advantages modern day players have, like uh, the physicality is not as much. Um, there's not as many rim protectors, but there are some disadvantages they have to. This is one thing that will, no, 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 no. This is one thing. No, no, ignore it. This is one thing. This is one thing that will always happen with sports. The newer generation will always surpass the younger generation. Always. Yes. Always. Modern it is a fact, and it will always happen. Why, and why always. is that? Why is that? Because things will continue to evolve. Bath, no, 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 no. Let me finish. Let soccer. Me so, he so, is absolutely it's right. Just, it's the same, same with soccer. People. Oh, Pele is the best. Pele was playing against plumbers, like Trey said. They, <laughs> Pele, wait, wait, wait. No, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Soccer will always continue. To, Pele playing today, Messi is demolishing the game in his prime today against players and coaches that are completely more organized than anything back in the day. Sports will always continue to evolve. Always. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So, so you also, so if, oh, you're going to bring the whole mic. Okay. So hold on. You, you're saying, what you're saying is, if there were, if there, if they had the technology, if they had the technology that we have today, and would they be as good as today's generation? I love what ifs. <laughs> is that is that what you're saying? If the gener if the past generation had the technology that the people had today, mm -hmm. yes, they would. They so would. that's not their fault. How can you it's hold that? How can you hold that against them? I'm not, holding, I'm not holding anything against them. But that's not a, that's not no, credible. No, that <laughs> I'm not holding anything against them. But the fact is, they will always remain not as good as the players today because of the outsources players have of this generation. So basically, fact, uncontrollable circumstances debatable. determine. No, Trey, <laughs> it is not debatable. It is not my. Yeah, no, no, it is debatable. <laughs> it is not Will Chamberlain's fault that he did not have the technology. It is not his fault. But he will not be as good as LeBron because of the sources he had at the time so we're just gonna go off the generation we're not gonna go off no we're not gonna go off the actual trade. talent it is a fact Messi and Ronaldo so why is it Michael Jordan why why is LeBron not better than Michael Jordan yeah no no yeah yeah no 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 see of course there's always gonna be one egg in the basket that's top tier but LeBron will always be number, <laughs> LeBron will be number two and he can continue to be number one He's not done with his career. Michael no. Jordan is finished. So what does what does LeBron have to do to be better than Michael Jordan? Yeah. As as bluntly speaking, he has to win rings. But let me finish. But, so Kobe let Bryant. <laughs> let me finish. But the thing is, I do not believe in judging players on team accomplishments. Messi, let me finish. Let, Messi <laughs> will always be the best football player in history until a newer generation, somebody, comes along and beats and beats his records. But Messi does not have a World Cup. Pele does. Does that make Pele better than Messi? No. Thank you. Not at now, all. I'm that, but that was back when? Like the 30s, the okay, 40s? so you're so, acknowledging yeah. my point. Exactly. But, but, no. Exactly. But you just, you literally, so what I'm saying is there's always that one egg in the basket right. that's going to supersede. Right. So, can, so is, could it be possible that, that no, 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 Pele was not the 70s. No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pele was not the no. Pele was like Pele was not in the seventies. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's let's wrap this up. <laughs> what are we wrapping up? Let's just move on. Oh, okay, we're gonna move on to the next question. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, if you're a plumber out there listening, it's a respectful job. <laughs> no, no. It's I was for the record. Reggie just basically said all the MA players in the '80s were plumbers. Okay, so Reggie, asked, <laughs> Reggie answered the question. Uh, I think kind of the debate right now is Messi, Ronaldo. Where do you stand on that? 
Messi is the best player of all time. But Ronaldo is the, I would say, the best goal scorer of all time. He's an animal. He's he is a hunter in the box. He knows exactly where to be. But I think we will, for a long time, we will not see anybody doing what Messi has able. So Messi able is to do better all around. Be- this brings all me to like player. Kobe better might player. be a better shooter, or scorer, Correct. but LeBron Thank is you. a better Thank defender, you. better passer, Thank you. a tougher matchup. Thank you. Reggie, the fans, FC Dallas fans are going to see this. They want to get to know you. We're going to go rapid fire. Okay. Some random questions. Some with soccer, quick, some not. Quick, quick. Okay. Celebrity crush. Don't have one. No. <laughs> That's not how we do it here. You have to come up with one. I know you have somebody. Rihanna, continue. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. We have a fact check from our wonderful podcast mother brazil national team in 1957 to 1971 oh look at that Pele. 30s and 40s look at that you're wrong you're wrong all right wrong. uh favorite soccer player of all time messi favorite basketball player of all time lebron favorite ice cream flavor cookies and cream pet peeve <laughs> <laughs> People who do things for clout. Okay. What is clout? Social media. Followers. Favorite, likes. Favorite musician? Eminem. Greatest Coolest rapper of all time. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Coolest person you've ever met through FC Dallas? Dirk Nowinski. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Man, I, do you play golf? Nope. <laughs> Suck at it. <laughs> Second best sport behind soccer that you're at playing? Basketball. If you weren't a professional athlete, what would you be doing? Professional basketball you player. I, I set you up. I set you up so well to say plumbing. No, but I said not a professional athlete. Something not in sports. Computer science. I'd be making games. Okay. Janae, do you want it on the podcast? <laughs> Fortnite or what's that other game the kiddos play these days? PUBG, PUBG or Fortnite. Fortnite. How many career uh, victory royales do you have? The ballpark. 100 plus. What? (laughs) Back on this. We got to stay on on this one. Hang on, hang on. Let me say that that is complete bull. Do you not? Do you you want me to go? I I will send you a screenshot later tonight on my Xbox. What's your Epic Games name? There's a way you can look. I'd rather not get that out. Yeah, no. We'll put it under the (laughs) table afterwards, and I'm tweeting it out. (laughs) Okay, Fortnite. So, obviously, in baseball locker rooms with David Price, he's a pitcher. There's. There's a big story about him playing Fortnite and right. having to stop. You right. see it in NBA all the time. Right. What's is Fortnite this big in MLS locker rooms yes. in the soccer community? Yes, everyone plays it. Everyone has hopped on the bandwagon and started playing it. Uh, we play. We have a squad. It's Matt Hedges, Paxton Pomacall, and um, I think it's Tesho Akindela. He plays a little bit too. Who but is the best Fortnite player in FC Dallas, and who is the worst <sighs> Fortnite player in FC Dallas? The best Fortnite player I play with is Paxton. The the guy is unbelievable. He he he's saving my what, tail a lot. What's your game. favorite skin to play with? And what does Paxton play with? Paxton's a homegrown as well, if you don't know. <laughs> you know the red triceratops, the yeah. female one. He loves that one. Or the Easter egg bunny, loves that the one. Easter egg bunny. Um, my fa- <laughs> my favorite one is uh. Nathan Stewart. Send some questions. <laughs> right, keep going. But my favorite uh, my favorite skin is probably John Wick. Love that one. Scrub. How is that a scrub? You have to earn it. You can buy it, but so I didn't. Common. So common. <laughs> um, so, 
we'll stay on video games. I saw England also credited some of their success in the World Cup because they're relaxed by playing Fortnite. It's that's just it's a side stress note. reliever. It yeah, is. it is. Uh, it's the okay, most. Okay, let me take that back. That's that's not true. I feel like that your heart rate's true. definitely raised yeah, when you're in that yeah. last circle. Yeah, two heart, squads. My heart will start pounding. <laughs> what's, okay, here you go. Another question. What's harder? One on two Fortnite. You you're the one versus two. Okay. Or guarding's Laton. Oh, okay. <laughs> Easily <laughs> guarding Ibrahimovic. For okay, sure. harder, harder, harder thing to do: fly a plane or score a PK, Ooh. Oh, or block a PK, yeah. block a PK, block a PK. Because here, let me tell you. Wait, let me tell you. Oh. Time out. Time, time out. Let me explain. Nobody let in here. No, hold on, hold on. Nobody no, no. Here. Let me explain. You I'm can be taught to fly a plane, one. and you will always retain that information. Trey lost all he, credibility. <laughs> Pele takes his Larry Bird takes, but he's right. You on this never one. know. You never know what's gonna happen when someone steps up to the ball. You never know which way they can go, how they're gonna hit it. Is, a plane will always be the same. Always. Is flying always. a plane like riding a, <laughs> a bike? <laughs> Here you go. Give it to him. Give it to him. Are you sure it's always the same? Have you asked Captain Sully, who uh, had yeah. a flame out? Uh, by the way, there is there is no standard operating procedures for when you lose two engines. Over, it might. I don't know. I hopefully it doesn't. Trey, we do your do the what do you do the practice like? I'm not going to do it. Play, Trey, go do it. when you fly with me one day. No, I will go. It. No, right you're now. never coming on the podcast again. Do but, it. I, I, I'm fine with that. But <laughs> Trey did it in the car last night, and it was like Perfect. only because they asked me to do it. But Please. I'm not going to do it. Some people have never been on a plane and can't afford it. Oh, yeah. um, so th me speaking is going to help. Or they'll them. never go to Canada and be able to fly on a, a plane with you. Why not? Just do it. Please. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. Oh, my. Okay. All right. Here we go. Everybody. Wait. Everybody. Ding. That's the that's belt buckle thing. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain, Walt Canada III. Welcome to Air Canada Flight 865. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> this, is gold. this is gold. Keep going. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm reading a magazine. <laughs> Welcome to our three-hour and 30-minute flight from Dallas to Toronto. Cruising out to today at 36,000 feet. Temperature in Toronto, 15 degrees Celsius, pretty warm. Nice weather, winds to the west. Please relax, enjoy the flight, welcome aboard. Man, that, was, that was magical. That was magical. In all honesty, we, we're joking about it because this is our friend, but these two young men do incredible things. I mean, like soccer and then flying a plane one day. Like that's two of the things that, like, I mean, think about how few people have flown a plane or flow, f flow, Fly, <laughs> flying. flying a commercial airline with other people's lives in danger, playing a soccer match in front of thousands of people in that atmosphere. How few people actually get to do so that you guys are incredible. We'll joke about it and we'll give you guys a hard time, but. I mean, it's just incredible. That's why we give your parents so much credit. You guys, y'all's work ethic as well, though, and that's why we asked about it. But I'm waiting on a question. It's coming in. Are we waiting on a question? What should we ask? Do you have anything you want to say to, to FC Dallas fans, Reggie? Does Does Trey have anything to say to FC Dallas fans about his brother's play lately? Uh, I mean. Uh, I'd like to. I could say a word. I'm not. I'm, uh, I'd like to say a word of encouragement uh, to the youth, uh, the people who are coming up through the system, um, who are hopefully uh, there to make the first team one day. 
that is uh, that is ultimately their goal. Uh, my advice to you, just from seeing how hard Reggie's worked at his craft, to uh, be meticulous about everything you do, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you present yourself. Um, because how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's my firm belief. So it's basically, it takes 21 days for a, Har a Harvard study. I don't know if it's entirely true or not, but it <laughs> takes 21 days to build those habits. And some people can only do it for two days. Because anybody, uh, anybody can be great for <coughs> one or two days, but can you be great consistently over a period of time? Trey, so I have something to say to you. Yes. You're a really good speaker. Stick to that. Don't you're not a talent evaluator when it comes to basketball. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> who would who would win in a fight between you two? We fought a lot actually when we were little. Hundred Just I got mean, tonight. Like if we were to go in the back. I'm not. We're not. Wait, wait. <laughs> we're not gonna do it. Well, I play a game of T. <laughs> probably trade to be honest. All right, we just got a random question from Nathan Stewart. Trey, you can answer this one. Who would win in a fight, LeBron James or three thousand rats? <laughs> <laughs> How big are they? They're about four by six. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is inches? That? A box? <laughs> is that a box? I don't know well, how you to know. classify rats. Medium, well, you know, average size. <laughs> well, you know, from talking about LeBron, it seems like LeBron could do anything. So yeah, I, pick, I, I pick LeBron. Somehow he can't be better than one of the least efficient scorers of all time, Kobe yeah, well, Bryant. I, you know, LeBron can. You know, I LeBron can fly. I guess. So I mean, you know, just got to <laughs> jump over everything. So yeah, he can fly a plane. You know what? LeBron could do anything according to anybody. Cool. So, you know what? <laughs> Reggie, another question for you. Where, like, Can you talk about kind of your soccer goals? Um, where, like maybe five-year goals and then even ten-year goals. Um, in five years, I honestly want to be playing in Europe. I honestly uh, want to be starting for a high-division team in Europe, wherever that may be, Germany, England. Uh, I mean, in ten years' time, <laughs> my dream is always – been to be one of the best players in the world and i know that's ambitious and i've had it's a lot of, lot of players tell me or a lot of people tell me you know that it's it's crazy to think like that a kid that goes to great that went to grapevine faith christian and who's not who didn't start last year who came back from college and wasn't starting played back with the academy who <clears throat> went through a lot to get through where he is today it's it's honestly far out of sight but i i haven't lost sight of it and i think that's what's important so uh Honestly, that's one of my goals, and hopefully, I can accomplish it one day. That's good. That's a good answer. <laughs> I was asking Jersey if you had anything else. Um, do you have anything else that you want to just say? I mean, you're on you're on a podcast, so <laughs> feel free to, to say what you want. And then also, where can the fans follow you on social media? Oh yeah, uh, on on Twitter, Reggie Cannon one, and then on Instagram, it'll be Reggie Cannon fifteen. Um, but if there's one thing I want to put out there, <laughs> um, I I just like to say, like Trey said to the youth, um, I was in a lot of people's shoes. I was looking, I was taking pictures with Land Landon Donovan when I was six years old, and I was look, looking up to him like I'll never. I don't think I'd ever be able to do that. And looking at these trainings and 16-year-olds 16, 16 training with some of the best wingers in the league, and I never thought I'd be able to do that or starting when I'm 19 or 20 years old. Honestly, it's you just have to keep believing. You just have to keep grounded in your beliefs and, and stay strong, and I promise things will follow through if you stay focused. You know, I would love to end on that, but we have more questions <laughs> coming in. So, so we're just going to go a little bit longer. I think we're about to hit an hour, but um, – I had a weird question that I was thinking about the other night. Last year you wore number twenty-two. Correct. This year you wear number two. Right. Why? Why number two? And why did you choose twenty-two? <laughs> and you couldn't have to. 
So this is is kind of a funny story, but my my personality is I don't care how I get on on the field. I just want to be on the field and play. But what happened last year was number two is it's it's symbolized as a starting number. Like you take over that number, you're the starting right back. And they offered me it, and honestly, I said I I don't care. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna, as long as I play, I'm gonna be number 22. But my mom, <laughs> my mom called me and she she we talked for like an hour and a half. And she was screaming, she was screaming, she was passionate about, it and she was like, "You need to take that number. You need to take that number two. Just take it. Just take it." I was like, "Mom, I I legitimately do not care." And my dad was like, "You you just need to do it because it's a symbolism thing. It's a it's like a passing down of the torch kind of thing." So I ended up taking it, but in all honesty, I could not care less what number is on the back of my shirt. I just want to play. I just want to be on the field. Hey, got another good question in. It's, seri- it's very serious. Are you ready for this? Both of y'all. From Caden Flint. He wants to know if you've recovered from losing Homecoming King to him. No. Caden's <laughs> <laughs> the great humbler. Um, <laughs> you did, okay. um, <laughs> but, um, no, but, I'm sorry. The great humbler. If, 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 if I mispronounced. Um. Uh, no, Caden, uh, uh, congratulations to you, I guess, four <laughs> years later. <laughs> um, but no, Caden, uh, you're awesome, and he's very funny. So I have not recovered. <laughs> <laughs> Highway robbery. He called me fat on stage. <laughs> and no one's producing the show and also calling me too big for the camera. But To be honest, I was actually shocked that I was actually nominated, and I actually thought about giving it up to like Cole Cantrell, because <laughs> Cole wanted it. <laughs> I was like... He was like, you should do it. And that was the only reason I did it. You're Cole too nice, Trey. Me. <laughs> Were you on Homecoming Court? <laughs> yeah, the Battle <laughs> of, of the Brothers. Not. Of course I wasn't. <laughs> I was. I, you guys think, you, you probably think I was the popular kid at Faith, but I promise you I wasn't. Do you think that Dalton if, and I were not the popular kids at Faith. We if you, kind of you would have came to, to Pantigo, just theoretically, played two years at soccer, do you think we could have won state? You guys are overestimating me <laughs> by a lot. Hey, was, a hey, lot. I'm just asking a question. But there's no other professional soccer players in Taps, right? Mm, mm, sure, but <laughs> there probably will be in the future. I, I mean, we. I saw someone that went to Pentigo. I don't know his name, but he was at the FC Dallas training. He was. He trained with us. I think it was last. Describe year. him. Uh, white. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? <laughs> You're not gonna recognize him. <laughs> um. He. He was. Uh, what did he play against you? He did. We had. We had a scrimmage of the reserves. Number three. I have a number on the back of his shirt. Uh, I don't know. Um. But yeah. He. He said I go to Pantigo and he's like, yeah, I. I don't know. I don't. I'm. I don't remember his name. But uh, I. I had no idea. It's pretty cool. Remember his name, but I guess it could. Been TJ? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. That's pretty. That's an interesting situation. Um, Jerris had one more question. Then we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, someone wants to know how realistic is is it for you to land a roster spot in the next World Cup? <laughs> that's honestly a really tough question. Um, people are gonna say we don't have a lot of outside backs coming up through the national system, but in all reality, we do. It's just gonna be a battle for that reserve spot behind Yedlin. Um, and, you know, I'm pushing for that spot. I haven't made my cap yet. I haven't been called up. But there's been talk um, with the national team coaches about me. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, maybe I'll get called up soon. I just honestly, if that comes, it comes. I just have to keep performing and, you know, great things will happen. But 20, 2022, man, 
I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping to get that spot, but uh, it's going to be a tough challenge, but I'm ready for it. Awesome. I think that wraps up. Do you have anything else? I was going to ask. You keep you said cap several times in the episode. When you, Can you explain cap? I don't know what it means. So yeah. I'm assuming it has to do with like when you right. – your time frame of playing for the, the, yeah. the national it's, team. It's the moment you step on the field. You are cap tied. No longer can you switch uh, to another team. Like you are cap tied. You are now – a USA national team player. So, so there's it, no time involved. It's just basically no, locking no, you in with no, one No, it's one the country. moment you step on the field. That's your first cap. And yeah. then your second cap. It's it's just a it, it's it's a sub it's a for appearance. Um but w- the first cap you are now cap tied to the national team. So Yeah. Well, I, I think we'll wrap it up. I think we're about to hit about an hour here. Um thank you guys. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was just say thanks to everyone for the questions. Thanks for <laughs> 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 Do you have anything else? Thanks for the questions. <laughs> Do you have anything else for StubHub? It's 2018. Let's get mobile entry. <laughs> mobile entry only. Um, anyways, thank you guys for the questions. Thank you for um, listening or seeing on Facebook Live. Thank you, Cannon Brothers. Um, incredible young men, honestly. Uh, admirable. You guys are um, leaders in your, in your communities, to be honest with you. So... You guys keep doing what you're doing. Um, we're proud of you, and thanks for being on the show with us. Um, big shout-out again to you, Banks Appraisals, <laughs> uh, our unofficial sponsor of the show. Um, whenever tr- <laughs> whenever Jairus was t- talking to me at the show, he says that um, he gets it more often than me, that you know we actually had a good thing going. We enjoyed it. We had fun. Um, also, thank you to Noah Flint, our producer of the show. He came out uh, short notice. And after two years of not using this equipment, set it up, and I, I hope it works. We're gonna, I guess, we'll find out here soon. <laughs> um, thank you to the Tinklenbergs for letting us come, and for the cookies, um, Janae for coming in late and showing us some extra questions. Yeah, I, I loved the cookies. <laughs> I'm done. Come out, come out to an FC Dallas game. Follow Reggie on social. Thank you, guys. Thank Peace. You.